Raider fans, the season's almost here. Are you excited? Are you excitable? Are you excitable? Are you excitable? Are you excitable? Are you And this is the premier Raider Nation podcast. All Raider talk, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Dedicated to all Raider fans who need their football fix, day or night. Stay on top of what's happening with your Raiders and the NFL. We're uncensored. We are unapologetic. Join us now. Good day, Raider Nation. We have a couple of shouts out we have to do today. We have one to Ira Sinek. I believe that's how you pronounce your name, Ira. From Scranton, Pennsylvania. He says he's a misplaced Raider fan, and he gets his Raider fix from the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm sure you can appreciate his situation, because around here, we don't even get enough news anyway. So, shouts out to you, Ira. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm glad you gained something out of it. Because that's the reason I'm here. And hey, Rod, I met you at the Apple Store the other day. We're getting some new equipment. Shout out to you, Raider fan. You're diehard, I could tell. And last but not least, Greg Gonzalez of Modesto. Thanks for the forum um, input. It's very, very cool. Uh, another Raider fan who gets his Raider fix here at the Raider Nation podcast. Okay, let's see now. Our show today... We're going to be talking about John Madden getting into the Hall of Fame, finally. Jared Cooper, can he be real? How about Derek Gibson starts? It's about doggone time he does. And my take on the AFC West, especially the Chiefs, because, you know, I got some juice on those guys. Uh, the linebacking situation, just want to mention something about that. And... Anderson goes, donkey! Yes, one of our defensive players, Marquise Anderson, has gone to Denver. He has gone to Denver to play for that weasel-faced, rat-nosed Shanahan. Sorry, Shanahan, really not sorry. But anyway, <clears throat> that's what uh, the show is like. That's what the show is about. And yes, I'm still on medication, if you can tell. And if you can't, I'm still on medication. Okay. Today we're going to have a segment in the show. It's going to be called, most appropriately, Dumbass of the Week. And we have a Dumbass of the Week here. And I can't wait to tell you who this bonehead is. This man is called Jerry McDonald. Old McDonald, stick to farming, because he writes in his little article for ANG Football, maybe the Raiders lose 42-10 in their opener against New England Patriots, and immediately circle the drain. They waste no time in pointing fingers. 
They pile thumbs up, on, they pile up penalties one upon another, and the locker room is a disaster. That's just kind of the beginning of his story. And so, do we need to even give this guy any time on the radio? Well, yes, we do, because he's out there, one of those guys who's slamming the Raiders. Look where we are. We're still in preseason. We're not even close to the game, and he's 42-10 in us. Typical ass. So you are the dumb ass of the week, Mr. Jerry McDonald. Congratulations. Hope you do it again. Maybe we have to have some kind of ass award for those who make it more than once. All righty, let's go on here. Okay, Gibson earns starting spot. Now, this is pretty interesting. Now, Derek Gibson was a first-round pick, first of the first round in 2001. We had big, big hopes for Mr. Gibson. He was very, very fast, but he was also very, very fragile because Mr. Gibson had some trouble keeping on the field because since 2001, he's played in, let's see, 32 league games with 12 starts in three pro seasons. When he's healthy, he can be very, very effective. I'm hoping that this is his breakout year because he seems to think it is. Um, you can listen to some of his quotes and understand where his head is. Just like uh, the majority of, of the players on the team, Gibson was sure to win a starting spot. Well, not this season. He knew that it was a contest between him and Anderson, and he knew it was going to be happening. So he's changed his game up. He's playing harder ball. He's getting to the ball faster and better. Turner says he likes his quickness. And, and Gibson says, I can only control the things I can control. Well, there's some, some wisdom, and that's true because you, you learn that wisdom later in life. Um, so there you go. So they released Anderson. They also released LaShawn Ward, a tight end. And Josh Norman, who is a lineman, I believe. So it's his job now to lose. Um, I hope he plays up to the high standard that we drafted and paid him for. I've been waiting for this guy to do something for a long, long time. And so let's see if he can do it. Let us see if he is up to it. I hope he is. He came into camp with the right attitude. It looks like that might be the man. It must be because they wouldn't let Anderson go. As a matter of fact, let me segue right into the Anderson goes to the donkeys. Okay, that's true. Now, Marquise Anderson was cut, and guess who picked him up for just a tidbit of money? Well, you guessed it. Our favorite guy, Mike the Rat-Faced, Weasel-Headed Shanahan, took Marquise Anderson under his wing because he had no money, and he offered him a little bit of contract. Okay? Now, do you think this could be for professional reasons, or do you think possibly it could be for 
Spying? Absolutely. He's going to find out what the Raiders' play, play uh, gameplay is like. He's going to find out about players and all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Good move, Snake. Weasel. Anyways, <clears throat> he's been doing this for years. This isn't the only one he's been doing. And uh, I really liked Anderson's play, honestly. I thought he, he put Gibson to shame when he took his place. I thought he played better ball. But I guess Nor finds something here. Either that or they paid Gibson so much money they don't want to let him go yet and hopefully get some of that, that uh, talent that he has in there back. That's what I think. But that's the, not the, the case. So we'll be seeing Marquise Anderson, you better believe it, at Denver because they're hurting for defensive backs. And that's the reason they picked him up, I think, more than anything else. Because they have, uh, they drafted three defensive backs in the draft this year, and they're not too happy about any one of them, really. That's what's coming through. Okay, what about our linebacking? Okay, Rob Ryan, you need to hear us all because we're all singing the same tune. Tyler Brayton and Grant Irons are great linebackers for the run. This is without question. This is the reason they should be put in in those situations. When it's a forced run, they have to run the ball, short yardage game, that's where you're going to put these guys in. Now, I see Ryan leaving these guys in, and I see these tight ends burning these guys, burning them. The funny thing is I saw the same situation last year. Same situation. Our outside linebackers were not fast enough to make the play, nor do we get any pressure on the inside. Now, Grant Irons and Tyler Brighton, but they'll, they'll put the pressure on the inside. 6'6", 280, 6'6", 285. Oh, yeah, these guys aren't small and they're not weak. But I think perhaps we should look at some of the up-and-comers. Up We got Kurt, Kurt Morrison. Kurt Morrison's coming up, and Jay Foreman. Jay Foreman's fast, and he can cover. And so can Kurt Morrison. There's Ryan Riddle. They could use him as outside linebacker. He's big enough, he's aggressive enough, and he's a good player, and he's at the ball every play. He's, this kid's at the ball. So please, Rob Ryan, I like these two guys. They're good players. But let's not use them on every down, especially on the short, short, <clears throat> short yardage plays. You can use them then. But uh, when you think there's going to be a, somebody coming out of the backfield or the tight ends are going to take off, well, we could get burned every single time, and that could be memories of last season. But we still have Danny Clark there too. Uh, so... Danny Clark is awesome. He's, he's played great all preseason. He's an aggressive guy. And Derek Burgess, we got a good defense. I'm just worried about these guys right here because that's where you get your first downs, right? Happened to us last year. Third and 20, boom, first down. Third and 15, boom, first down. I hated it. It sucked more than anything. It sucked. And you know it sucked because I know it sucked. Okay, finally, John Madden's name 
has gone into the hat for one of 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's been 27 years. And if you don't think John Madden earned his place in the Hall of Fame by now, that's what we get for having sports writers vote for the Hall of Famers. It should be players. It should be coaches. That's the guys that should be voting. Because these news guys, I don't even know. I don't even know about their articles most of the time, let alone their judgment in making such an important choice. John Madden should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. A personality, a leader of a team, a one-of-a-kind coach, and a long, long, long time tendered announcer that people have grown to love. I don't understand why people hadn't called in and made a bigger beef of it earlier. But John Madden was hired by the Oakland Raiders as assistant in 1967, only to be named head coach two years later. Madden was an NF AFL coach of the year, his first season as head coach. That still says something. After leading the Raiders to a 12-1-1 regular season record, Madden is one of the five coaches in Raider history to win the award. He went on to lead the Raiders into seven Western Division titles in 10 years as head coach. Madden stepped away from the sideline, boasting his best regular season winning percentage, .750, including playoffs only behind Green Bay and Vince Lombardi. Was, it better, was there a better coach? John Madden, he, everybody knows, he's a quirky dude, he doesn't fly. This man absolutely deserves a place in Canton, Ohio, at the very least, if not a special place in Canton, Ohio. And John Madden, my heart's out to you, brother. You have earned your place. You have earned your place, unlike some people into the shrine of football. Okay, let's talk about the AFC West. Mainly this is a rip on Kansas City, but I'm going to go over everybody here. Broncos, once again, Mr. Ratface, Shanahan's team. They had their worst offseason yet. They picked up Ian Gold, which is their only good move. They lost their best sack artist and their best running back. Boom, boom. They got rid of them. They got rid of them. They wouldn't sign a contract. Okay, so that's how intelligent we're talking here. This is our competition. Now, he tried to address the line through through quantity, picking up most of the un underachievers from the Cleveland Browns 
this is going to be an embarrassing failure for this guy. And it'll be funny to watch. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of clipboards hitting the ground, see him screaming and yelling, pulling off. Oh, it's going to be beautiful, Raider fans. It's going to be beautiful to watch this guy. Yes, the Broncos have had no one emerge as a running back. And, you know, this could put them way down dwelling in the basement this season. But I hear there's a leak down there. They better call for a new plumber. Ah! I thought that was pretty funny. Jake, get some extra medical insurance. You're coming to Oakland. Chargers, Cinderella year is over. I said that on a podcast before. Reality hits when you have a tough season. Drew Brees was very good, but he's, he was unable to reproduce the magic so far. The schedule is going to be tougher. The vision's tougher. Uh, the Broncos have the same problem. But San Diego made no moves on the offseason to improve anything of their team. Even though they do have a young team, they have a young team that also could be injured, which has happened to us before in the past. Uh, keep players down. Uh, San Diego, we should be able to beat San Diego. However, I do say, once again, that they are going to be the ones, the contenders for the AFC West. If we can beat them, we're in. Okay, now to the Chiefs. Oh, my goodness. I have so much stuff on these guys. Not only are they old, not only are they tired and broken, because last year Priest Holmes was out more than he was in. He did have some productive years, but his productive years were, his productive games were not as productive as they were when he was healthy. So, let's get right into it. The biggest loser in, on the Chiefs' uh, roster is Eric Warfield, suspended four games for having repeated DUIs. Lucky for this geek that he hasn't killed a child, or he hasn't, you know, run over someone, or, or you know, or worse, maimed somebody. Kill himself, maybe, but come on now. Multiple DUIs. Eric Warfield, you got some money, man. Dig in your pocket. Get yourself a driver. This kind of thing I, I cannot stand, and I sh the NFL should not stand for it as well. I think four games is pitiful. So that's what I have to say about that guy, the first one. Okay, here we go again. Lawrence Tynes gets in a fight and punches a guy in the nose, and he breaks his nose, right? This is another Chiefs player. So now in Wisconsin, where he did it, a broken nose could be construed as a felony. But the result of the charges, of course, was less than a week in jail and some community service. Now, that's their team. Here comes another one. Oh, Junior Siavi. Siavi. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Small, he throws a small object at a security guard in the direction of a cop after, after the cops show up. Greg Wesley, his buddy that was on the bar, in between cop and Salvini, both are arrested on minor misdemeanor charges, resisting arrest, and will probably be dismissed. And, but I think Salvini has a previous case because he's going to get six months probation. There you go. There is the Kansas City Chiefs, the Midwest conservative great churchgoers there. 
Trent Green, Todd Collins are sitting in a bar. They apparently were too loud, so they got asked to leave. Well, they didn't want to leave. Collins climbs up on a speaker, starts doing some boogie dance, and the security guard approaches him, and there it is. Big fight. Bum, 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 bum. No charges were filed, of course, because they must have been at home. And there you go. You have to understand something, Raider fans, that any one of these players, any one of these players has another issue, and they're going to be out of the season. Think about that. Now, here's the caveat of the whole deal. The result of this behavior of these individuals is directly related to the lack of, of uh, discipline in their training camp. It was a lackluster affair, and this is by somebody else. This isn't by me. You'd think, you'd think by looking at these guys that everyone was going to make the roster. At least our kicker didn't get in trouble. <laughs> uh, so he was talking about Jankowski. So their kick, the kicker didn't get in trouble, but they have four major players. These are these guys aren't just you know, these guys aren't just third string, you know, trying to make the team guys. These are players. These are players that are going to play every single year. So I think that's pretty funny. Anyways, I'd like to remind the fans to visit my website at www.raidernationpodcast.com and vote, because I have to have a vote every month on Podcast Alley. So please vote for me, and also check out the site. It's awesome. We'll be having some pictures from the Arizona game on there and some comments about the game on our next podcast, which should be tomorrow. So... We will look at the game tonight, and we will examine it for you and tell you what the Raider Nation podcast thinks about the Cardinals. But I do know this. They are playing on all eight cylinders. They've won both of their preseason games, and they are out for blood. The Raiders must give 110% in order to win this game. Trust me. And we need a W now. It's okay to take a couple of L's. You heard me. The team needs W, and we need to get it now. So, okay, Raiders, and all you Raider fans out there going to the game, yeah, you get it for me, brother. I can't make it. I'd love to make it, but I'm still jacked up here with my surgery. I can hardly walk across the street, but I will get there for sure before the opener against the Kansas City Geeks. Okay? So until then, stay tuned. I'll be podcasting like crazy in the next six months. You better believe it. Thank you for tuning in. I thank you all for sending your emails. Please continue to do so. It's inspirational to me and my producer, Charmaine, and my technical assistant, Randall, the Eagle Raider. Until later, until after the game tonight, have a great party wherever you are because I know you got a tailgate for this one. Be safe driving. Goodbye now.